Chapter 2 Later the Same Day The specks of white fell rapidly now. Oberleutnant Muller watched as the arc lights, spaced along the anti-fascist protection barrier, periodically highlighted the fall of the tiny frozen flakes, glistening in the shafts of light, before the blackest of nights took hold again. They needed to work fast. As she went over the case in her head, her stomach rumbled. Hours without proper food, just a quarter broiler from the outdoor stand in Mark's Engelsplatz, when they'd returned to the office earlier in the day. She could do with a good home-cooked meal. Would Gottfried have one waiting for her? That seemed unlikely after her night with Tilsner and her failure to return to the marital apartment. At least this case was likely to feature in tomorrow's newspaper, and the story might give her the cover she needed. A few paces ahead, Tilsner lifted the red and white tape and ducked underneath. The sweep of the searchlights periodically illuminated their path, but when their brightness moved away, Muller was grateful for the torches they had brought. It wasn't the sight of the now-removed body they were interested in, but the approach to it. The approach from the wall side of the cemetery, where Jaeger had shown them the footprints and tyre tracks a few hours earlier. Tilsner shone his torch along the path. It had only just started snowing again, so the tracks, their general outlines at least, were still relatively clear. And that was enough. Forensic officer Jonas Schmidt had telephoned them at the Marks Engelsplatz office some thirty minutes earlier, just as Muller and Tilsner were about to finally call it a day and return home separately this time. The chance to delay her showdown with Gottfried had been something of a relief, despite the tiredness that weighed her down. Schmidt had a theory about the tire tracks and needed them to return to the cemetery immediately. Now, Alongside Muller, the forensic officer reached into his overcoat pocket. A rustle of protective cellophane punctured the cemetery's silence, as Schmidt started jabbing his finger at one of the monochrome photos he'd taken earlier in the day. Here, comrade Muller, it's just as I said on the phone, he said, spitting the words out in his excitement. He flicked his torch between the photo in his hand and the tire tracks on the ground, it's the pattern in the snow. They certainly don't match any of the tyres that would have been on the cemetery groundsman's vehicle. They're western tyres. Car tyres. Muller frowned, concentrating on the flashing torch beam. Why had a car from the west been in the cemetery, near where the girl's body had been found? As she mulled over the peculiarity of the case... She looked up and followed the beam of one of the searchlights. Her eyes tracked its movement to the southwest, along the line of the anti-fascist barrier, towards the entrance to Nordbahnhof S-Bahn station, or at least to what had been the entrance. Now it was walled up, forgotten. Muller rubbed her gloved hands together to try to keep the blood circulating in her fingers and returned her gaze to the tyre imprints. We're not going to be able to see much detail now because of the new snow, she complained to the criminal technica. 
Have you already checked the photos against the files at the lab? When you say a western car, can you pinpoint a make and a model? Yes, I went through all the files. Comparing against each tyre pattern we have a record of, it took me several hours. As I say, it certainly wasn't a gardening vehicle. Definitely not a Trabi, or a Wartburg, or anything from the Republic. Not Soviet, either. Tilsner sighed in exasperation. Spit it out, Jonas. My bollocks and every other piece of me are turning to ice, and I don't quite understand why you've dragged us all the way back here if you've already worked out what car it was. Schmidt stood now, frowning, and shoved the photographs back inside his coat pocket. Well, that's just it. I've got a good idea.